0: It all started with a dream.
1: This is so
2: stupid. <laughs> I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some
0: things to say.
1: I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs>
0: Good morning, Backrow Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming The Morning Side Hug.
1: Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian.
0: We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com.
1: And today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're not doing, we're not, oh sorry, we're not going to do most of our normal segments, but instead we're going to be discussing the current state of our society and culture and where we go from here. And we'll be doing that today with our special guest, local pastor and all-around likable dude, as Matt put on the script. I mean, I might. I, mean, I haven't seen beg anything to differ. To, a little, to, I'm, just I'm just kidding. Count, <laughs> contradict that. We've got a guest, <laughs> and his name is Mr. Rafer Owens.
0: Do you Good go morning. by Mister
3: Mister Rafer? Mr. No, I do not. <laughs> Mister No. He goes by Jude. Normal guy. Normal guy Rafer is great.
1: Normal guy Rafer.
3: Normal guy Rafer.
0: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll let him tell you about himself here in a second. But first, I want to talk about how we know uh, Rafer. I barely know Rafer. The first time I ever met him was at Blackwater Coffee's office trivia night. That's why you're yeah. at yeah. which sucks. I won. Whoa. I mean, I was on a team, but it was all ninety-nine percent me.
4: So it was. I'm claiming that.
0: And I would have won the the side secret game had my team not tried to squash my fun too. This is very because true. Because he had a secret thing going on where he was saying, setting up for the that's what she said line to be hollered out multiple times throughout the night and nice. i was doing it every single i was catching every single one of them and yelling that out and my team was getting embarrassed by me and they told me to stop
2: Aww. and so i
0: stopped and then we found out at the end of the night there was a secret prize and i missed it not that it was a great secret prize
1: that's
3: a sad as i day. recall it was a stapler in jello that was the
0: prize it was a legit stapler in jello it was awesome It's the first episode. I know you saw that. Yeah, I did see
1: it. I'm not an officer.
0: (laughs) But that's really, uh, I mean, beyond that, that's after that, we became Facebook friends. But Mm -hmm. we haven't really had that much of an interaction, uh, you and I. But that is not the case for you and Mo. So Mo, I want to hear a story. This is just
1: surprising to me that you guys like don't have this long drawn out past because I kind of feel like everybody knows Matt Coker. And everybody knows Rafer Owens. Like you say either of those two names in Clovis, and it's like, yeah, I know them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah me too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just everybody knows Mo. No. That's the thing, because you know both of the people that we know. This is true.
2: You're
1: making me feel special this morning. <laughs> um. So I know Rafer through. It's like one of those. Have you seen all the, the things where it's like where you draw the line, wake up, and then clean my room. But I do, like, a zigzag. Most people go straight from a wake up to clean my room. And then me, I do a zigzag all the way around. That's how I feel like I know Rafer. It's a big zigzag all around. From, like, Kay. Megan Oaks to Rafer Owens. Like, <laughs> woo! Yeah, there we go. I think you
0: took a zigzag to explaining what you were trying to say. How is that any different <laughs> any other <laughs> It's not.
1: <laughs> um... So, Rafer actually works with Chris on bass. Mm -hmm. Um, For years, I had gone to Bible study with Jenny, but didn't really know Jenny, which is Rafer's wife. Um, But, like, fangirled over Jenny. Because Jenny's, like, super cool.
3: I fangirl over Jenny as well. Listen, (laughs) if I could be anybody, it. it
1: would be Jenny. She's, like, way cool. The first time I saw Jenny, she was playing the box up on... The stage for, yeah. yeah, Playing the box. The box. She sat on a box and played it. Thank you. She was
0: playing the cube on the
2: stage for the band.
1: Listen here. Everybody else in the world who is not musically inclined understood what I meant when I said playing the box. Mm
2: -hmm. They did. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that's the first time that I really remember meeting Jenny and I was like, she's so cool. And then I met Rafer um, at Chris's work, which I'm going to let Rafer tell that story. And then, the very next weekend, Jenny and I were at a women's conference together, and I was like, I'm about to use this as an open door, because I just met her husband, so I can go now and meet this person that I've been fangirling over for, like, seven years. Legit. Mm -hmm. So I walked up to her, and I said, Hi, Jenny. My name is Megan. Our husbands work together, and if your husband ever tells a story about this crazy mom, that's me. She was like... (laughs) Okay, <laughs> um, but since I have taught their son Trey in that same Bible study in the two-year-old class, and we have realized that we have a bond over reality television.
0: So. Yes. Oh, gosh. Trash. yeah, Yeah, that, that is one thing. Trash I TV. Trash yeah. TV. That's the yes. one thing I've definitely picked up on yep. through your Facebook uh, posts, mm-hmm. your mutual love of garbage television.
1: Listen, Jenny and I are on a weekly chat with each other. Did you see the episode? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Can the, you believe? One of the, the posts I do distinctly remember, one of the first posts I remember sticking out from you, Rafer, was some of, something along the lines of, I'm genuinely upset at how many people don't realize the Survivor finales tonight.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: Yes.
0: Like, I didn't know that show was still on. Shut right. up.
3: And that's um, what really gets under my skin. Like it's the greatest show of all time. What do you mean you don't I mean, know it, it it's was, still on? It was, you know? it,
0: was, it was at one point.
1: It is still it's a 20, good... It's 2020 oh my God. now. No. Okay. So this season... This, this season uh, is Ray like Rafer a... about to walk out
0: right now. We're done. Forget this whole thing.
1: Listen, this season is a, a raw wound for me. Rafer's taking it a lot better than what I am. But it's, it's still very fresh and very new and I just can't handle it. But they brought back all like the past Winners. superstars. The, the Winners. people that have been ingrained into your life over the last
3: 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. For me, the last three years. i watched everything in three years.
1: I don't know whether Goodness I should be gracious. proud or upset. But I remember watching the Mm -hmm. very first episode of Survivor, very first episode, and it was my sophomore year of high school. Watched it on Thursday night with my dad. The church that I grew up in actually had our midweek service on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. and so I can remember it being a thing. We are not talking to people. We are not hanging out. (laughs) We are going to church. We are leaving because this is before the times of DVR. Right. They had to put the tape in the VCR and record it. Correct. Taking it way back, y'all. A
3: lot of people don't remember that.
0: No. <laughs> so, we, we've talked a lot about how we know you and then a lot about survival. But why don't you tell us <laughs> just who you are, <laughs> Uh
3: First, to let you know how I met Mo, um, there was a friends and family day at our job on base, and I was a little late. And as I pull into the parking lot, I get out of the car, grab my lunch bag, my backpack, and I just hear this lady like going off on her kids. And I turn, Mm -hmm. and it's Mo, And I don't know what happened specifically, but it sounded like somebody had her phone, and nobody knew where the phone was. (laughs) And so all three kids are standing at the back of the car, Hatch is open, and she is just going off on everybody. <laughs> oh, so nobody knows where my phone is? It's three of you. I know one of you had it. So we're, oh, we're not going to help mom look for the phone? <laughs> and in that moment, I said, I don't know who this lady is, but I love her so much. <laughs> I love her because this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life in person from a stranger. Mm-hmm. And then I walk in, and Chris says yeah, that's my wife going off on our kids.
5: <laughs> and I was like, I love her, dude.
3: I love her so much. So, for I, me, I, I have 100%. Things started off yeah, very well. No doubt
2: believing for, that very story. Well.
1: <laughs> it was one of those <laughs> so I was completely embarrassed like I thought that the parking lot was empty I look and from across the way walking in I can see Rafer and he's looking back at me and he holds up his hand like in solidarity like Go, I got you and I'm like oh my gosh that's Rafer
0: you do what oh. you gotta do you do what you gotta do mama take care of it so I oh, immediately man.
1: walk into the building and look and I'm like I'm so sorry and he's like you're fine no. you're alright
3: great. You made my day <laughs> Made my day.
1: So it was in that moment I knew that I was in good company.
3: Made my day.
1: I feel like
0: that's,
3: you know, I'm not gonna say. it.
1: And they trusted me <laughs> enough to watch their two year old this past year in in Bible study. So I mean,
3: I'm like any it's mom who's not <laughs> afraid to go off on her kids for not helping her find her phone that they lost. That's a good mom. That's a good mom.
0: Well, I feel like when she says that. I feel like most of her friends have come to that point where they have to realize this is Mo mm-hmm. will I accept this from a person or not and I'm like okay yeah the good outweighs the bad but <laughs> I have been looking for that in a friend but it's it's a tough decision at first you gotta, you gotta really experience Mo for a while yeah <laughs>
1: But see, Rafer didn't. That was his first experience with me. See, sold. he's a true friend. Instant.
0: <laughs> Instantly, I was sold. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit it. It took Instantly. me a while. No, that's not true at all.
1: No, it, it, <laughs> it, it took Matt almost watching me fall to my death to become...
0: We, she had set up for VBS and she had put this big like uh, waterfall-looking thing hanging over mm-hmm. our really high pillars in the sanctuary... And a lot of them had fallen down. I got here really early Sunday morning and she wanted to show it off. So I'm like, hey. And I haven't ever really talked to her ever. I said, hey, uh, just want to let you know a lot of this stuff's falling down if you want to come fix it. So she.
1: Six o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. Ran over there.
0: She gets (laughs) a really freaking tall rickety ladder and she's up there next to last Mm room. And I'm sitting way back here in the sanctuary just like. If I watch her fall to her death. What am I going to say to her husband? I just sat there and watched it happen? Should I at least go down there and stand under the ladder? And so that's what I wound up having to do. And she kept trying to... I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, I, I believe you know what you're doing. But... <laughs> Can't be telling Chris I just no. sat back and watched you die. No. So
1: that was our, our that very, very first started. real <laughs> conversation, Matt. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, but if you die, I can't just tell your husband that <laughs> yeah. I watched it.
0: And that's our personality. So that's, <laughs> that's, how we that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> but more about actually you Who and you less are. of her because <laughs> we get enough of her all along. <laughs> so uh,
3: I am Rafer Owens Jr. I'm named after my dad and uh hence our son Trey he is Rafer the uh-huh. 3rd so we call him Trey um exactly. which we cannot convince him yet that his name is Rafer. um to <laughs> him he is Trey <laughs> Owens mm-hmm. so uh born and raised Compton California graduated Compton High class of 05 um oldest of 6 my dad is both a full-time pastor and full-time deputy in Compton Churches in Compton My mom is a preacher as well um, They've been doing that The church has been going maybe 25, 30 years now mm. Which is crazy 25 years, 25 years. Um, Yeah, 25 years And um, Joined the Air Force 2006 June 2006 Joined the Air Force Got to Clovis 2012 mm-hmm election day as a matter of fact no 2008 election day
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, so I've been here 12 years Um, got out April 2012 fell in love with Clovis and decided to stay and um, at that point Jenny and I we met in 2008 we dated broke up and then got our lives together and got back together and um, proposed to her in 2013. We got married July 2014, and then um, yeah, the rest is history. We started a church 2017. Trey was born a month after we started the <laughs> church, um, which I would not advise anyone to do. <laughs> don't don't try to at least not on purpose. You know, um, I think a lot of my prayers that summer were like, "Lord, do you not know how." the baby thing works um, <laughs> or do you not know how churches work
2: <laughs> so
3: um, but it's been good it's been good it's been good as a dad it's been good as a pastor um, every time that I look at the church and I'm like we should be doing this we should be doing this my son does a two-year-old thing and God goes this is your church and I go okay. I need a little more patience and I should probably just sit and eat fruit snacks with my church and see what happens. And it works for the two year old. It should work (laughs) for the church. And most of the time it does like, Hey guys, let's sit down and eat and see what happens. You know? Um, so that is me in a nutshell. Yes. I enjoy a lot of, uh, trash reality TV. (laughs) Um, so much of my life is so serious. And so I try to, Um, be as uplifting and lively and full of joy in life as much as I can. And so when I have to, or when I am sitting down, I'd rather watch trash TV (laughs) because so much of life is so real. So,
0: That's um, one thing that John told me to expect because I I was talking to him saying, yeah, we're going to have Rafer on the show. Um, And I said, I don't really know what he's like. Just face to face in the conversation, he goes, you know how he is on on Facebook, where he's posting all those videos, and he's just super upbeat all the time and friendly and pointed in what he's saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how he is. Mm-hmm. That's like awesome. that's that's his genuine personality. That's awesome. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. That's awesome. <laughs> that's huge. That's so huge.
3: That's so awesome. all
1: of our listeners out there need to know and need to be in prayer because Jenny and I are like fervently working at getting Rafer to go on Survivor. Yes. Like. We want him to be the next Survivor winner, because he could totally do it. I could. I'm just saying. I, mean,
3: I could.
0: That's it. Who's sending I'm going
1: to need you to turn your phone, phone off.
0: Oh, goodness gracious.
1: That was Matt, everybody.
0: It was Matt. Matt. It was Matt Hensley sending me a message oh. right here.
1: Breaking up our morning show, being so rude. You are not on <laughs>
0: until Tuesday, Matt. Chill out. Okay. <clears throat> well, thank you. Uh, that was a long intro, everybody. But... Not yours, specifically, but all of the intro. Listen for up. everything. Uh, <laughs> but we've got a game we're going to get to before the end of this first segment. We are going to be playing a game that we don't often get to play. I believe this is only the second time we've gotten to play it in the morning show version. I
1: don't remember the first time. The first
0: time was with Kara. You played against Kara, and that was the fir- like the second month. We were doing this nearly two years ago now.
1: I think maybe I was asleep during that episode because <laughs> I don't
0: remember her being on. You don't even <laughs> I really here. don't. So we're going to play Church Family View. Uh, we took to uh, our Facebook group and Twitter, asked uh, 100 people five questions, and we uh, tally their answers. And what I have here is essentially five face-off questions. So what will happen is I will read the question the, the dinging process will be you saying ding. Got it. Got it. And I will judge who said it first. Ding. I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to practice. Just and uh, the way this will work is is just you'll give practice. your best guess of what the, uh, what the answer will be. And if you get the top answer, you win the point. If you don't get the top answer, your opponent has the chance to answer one time to uh, get higher than you. But I've got the top three for each one. So basically, best two out of three. If y'all both don't guess a correct answer, we're just going to keep going back and forth in a sudden death style. Cool. Situation. All right? Got it. So, first question. Besides Bob and Larry, who is the best VeggieTales character? Ding. Ding. That was Mo.
1: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Junior Asparagus.
0: Number one. Number one answer.
3: That is the correct answer, I will say.
0: <laughs> number two was Archibald, which was my my vote. Uh, and number three, surprisingly, was Madame Blueberry. I
2: mean, really? We got, we got Once again,
1: Nobody many, likes
0: Laura Carey. I know. How
1: many years have we been <laughs> recording, not just the morning really? show, but just all, all together? How many years?
0: Uh, gosh, we're coming up on five, I think. And I
1: have been trying to push... Laura Carrot for five years and nobody's
0: jumping on the bandwagon.
1: You're so rude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Julianne and Carrots. All right. Wow. (laughs) Number two. Name a reason a man could be late to church. Ding. Rafer by a mile. (laughs) Kids. Top answer was wife slash family. So yep. Second answer was overslept or alarm didn't go off, and third was car trouble or car wreck, which that would be most family.
2: Rude.
1: <laughs> We've had two wrecks in eight years, neither of which were our fault. That is so rude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our fault. But I mean, two
3: in eight years is still a lot.
1: Well, listen. <laughs> well, I'll just 21st be quiet. Twenty first is a.
3: I'll be quiet. <laughs> yep, two in eight years—that's that's a, two, lot. That's a that's lot. lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, one and one. Uh, number three. What was likely the most difficult animal for Noah to catch two of?
1: Toot ding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Toot ding. Uh, yes, Mo.
1: <laughs> a cheetah? Y- you tooted? What's that? A
0: cheetah? A cheetah was the number one answer, which wow. surprised me. Wow. It's fast. I would have guessed elephant.
3: That's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> but nobody picked that. We had cheetah was number one. Uh, porcupine was number two. Mm-hmm. And flies.
3: Flies was number three. Also fair. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't think flies were on the Ark.
3: If he started building it in Clovis, then <laughs> it's an well, easy they, time to catch those I mean, flies. They, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't they have to the be? Abundance. Wouldn't
1: all the bugs have to be on there? I don't know. I don't
2: know.
3: All the ones that wouldn't survive I in water? Yeah. I, mean, Listen. I don't know. I don't know where flies go when it rains. That right. Is a, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird.
0: All right, Moe's up by one. Number four. What's the weirdest place you found a gospel tract? Ding. <laughs> is is that a question? Or? Yeah, that's a, that's a big question.
3: <laughs>
1: hmm. A restaurant?
3: Not on the list. I'm going to go with a locker room.
0: Not on the list. No. Um, uh-uh. um... You can't buzz yourself <laughs> up. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. Um, what I want to say, probably I shouldn't say. I'm just going to say that.
3: Right? <laughs> um, and now my mind is like, well, what was she thinking? Because that's probably the number one answer for it's, shit. I say it. It's never good.
2: It's never good.
0: <laughs> if, if even Mo is censoring what she's going to say,
3: just roll on. Just roll um, let's on go maybe. with a gas station.
0: It's not in the top three. That was on the list, but it's not in the top three. Gas station and gas pump. Mo.
1: I mean, like, since it's the weirdest place I've ever found one, and this is a general question, I'm going to say a dance club.
0: Are you talking about a strip club? (laughs) Because that's number three on the list. Yes.
1: Yes, that's what I meant.
0: It really which surprised me. I'm like, there's so many weird places you could find it. Why would that be? But anyway, yeah, that's number three. So, Rafer, you have one chance Hmm. to get one above that.
3: Bathroom. Number one answer. What? (laughs) Bathroom.
0: Bathroom was number one. Number two was in a library book.
1: I thought for sure I was about to... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got you got it on there, so... Whatever. Down. All right, so it is two for two. That means the winner of this last one wins. Here we go. <clears throat> How many times did you break social distancing guidelines your first Sunday back at church?
2: Really? No Ding. Ding. <laughs> Well, yes.
1: <laughs> Zero, because I haven't been back at church. <laughs> there,
0: there were quite a few people that answered that, but not in the top three.
1: Oh.
3: I am going to say more than five times.
0: That is not a specific enough answer to mm. count. <clears throat>
3: No.
1: That's one of those where Steve Harvey looked over at the
0: uh-huh the
3: and judges. He's like, yeah. mm. I'm gonna need some better player. <laughs>
1: um let's say seven times.
0: Not on the list.
3: Five what? times. not on the list.
1: How is seven not on the list? That's Jesus' number. <laughs> um, ten times.
3: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> three times. Number one answer. Boom! <laughs> Boom!
1: Whatever.
0: Uh, top answer was three. Uh, next answer was two. Third answer was too many to count, which mm. you said you know, more than five times. I'm like, eh, no, not exactly right. Uh, n- the number four answer, which isn't on the list, was haven't been back yet. Yeah. So can't say, but. Good job. Good job, Rafer. Uh, I believe Thank Kara you. won, too, and you winning it, so you just... Whatever. You're continuing your losing
3: streak. To Whatever. quote the great theologian T-Pain, all I do is win, 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 <laughs> no matter what. So, there's that. Oh, gracious.
0: All right, guys. Uh, we are going to take a break. And uh, coming up next, we'll be talking about George Floyd, racism, the Christian community, We honestly don't know what all we'll be getting into, but we'll be doing something that must be done right now. Speaking of.
1: We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: Listening to the Morning Side Hug. We hope you're enjoying our mix of music this morning on Back Row Radio.
1: We'll be talking about the current state of our nation with Pastor Rafer Owens when we come back at the top of the hour. But first, turn with us to the Salty Sea section.
0: The five-second rule will be reduced due to coronavirus fear. This report from John Spencer. With concerns over how long the coronavirus survives on surfaces, the World Health Organization has taken the unprecedented step of reducing the five-second rule to three seconds just to be safe. Dr. Tedros Adhanom Gus Brysis, the Director General of The Who, no relation to the band of the same name, stated while we are still waiting for volunteers to eat food dropped on a surface coated in COVID-19, we can't in all good conscience allow people to carry on with the five-second rule regardless. Three should be the new five until precedented times return. However, some fellow scientists criticized the WHO, stating the lack of volunteers was simply because the food offered was gluten-free. Who's going to risk themselves for that? Others feel that this move is yet another infringement, saying first they had us wearing face masks to stop us blowing on it, hoping that we'd put off from eating food dropped on the floor. Now they have blatantly taken away 40% of our time. We're allowed to pick it up and eat it. Next, they'll be saying we can't pick the fluff off of it. This has got to stop. In a move reminiscent of the Tide Pod Challenge, protesters to this change are posting videos of themselves eating food dropped in trash bins, toilets, and other unsavory places after five seconds to show that it is perfectly safe. Greta Thunberg has lent her support to the campaign, saying that reducing the time before food can be eaten again will increase the amount of food waste and the world will now end two years sooner than predicted. For more quote-unquote news, visit saltycee.com, S-A-L-T-Y-C-E-E dot Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Moe. And our friend and special guest on the show today, we can't, we can't do things out of the norm. Listen, we just can't.
0: I print you out a, <laughs> essentially a script for you, and literally the only thing you have to do is read it.
1: Shut up. <laughs> to all our listeners, I'm Mo, and joining us today is our friend and special guest Rafer Owens. Say hi, Rafer
3: what up <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not expecting anything different out of me at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. know
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, was,
0: I feel like I pare back things that she's saying throughout every week <laughs> <laughs> to the point where she's not even on the show I, just, <laughs> I can't read everything but, so I have to rely on you a little bit uh,
1: I bring the entertainment. What
0: can I say? <laughs> we don't want to sound too professional.
1: Exactly. I don't want to set this high standard for us because we're not going to be able to attain it every, every single week. week. Yeah, it's right. just not going to work.
0: Oh, gracious. Okay. Well, we knew, uh, we knew when we took a break last week, we knew that when we came back, we would not be able to skip over this conversation mm-hmm. this this is something that even though we tend to like to keep things a little bit more lighthearted in our discussions we knew that we had to at least address what is happening in our nation right now uh we're still we're recording this on saturday morning um <clears throat> every night for the last week and a half roughly there have been you know, protests and demonstrations throughout the uh, nation and even different areas of the world worldwide. Um, all spurred on, essentially. Uh, I guess the, the 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 breaking point essentially mm-hmm. was the George Floyd incident. Yeah, which, in in my memory, at least in, in recent memory, this seems to be the first time that we've had an incident like this where. Pretty much everybody's on the same page when it comes to, yeah, this was wrong. Yeah. Which surprised me. Uh, I listen to a lot on, you know, a lot of political talk on both sides of the aisle. And that's so rare. Yeah. Where everyone's in agreement, oh yeah, that cop needs to be charged with murder. Right, right. You know, and uh, I'm not going to rehash exactly what happened. I'm sure everybody is is well aware of... uh, The the injustice that occurred. Um, But we also had, just before that, the Audrey Assad situation. The the, uh, jogger who was out, who maybe walked into a construction site, which what man doesn't want to do that every time? And a lot do. Mm -hmm. I've walked through construction sites where I know Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to be. That's just a thing. I want to see how this house looks. Mm -hmm. Look, a house skeleton. Of course you want to go, you know, look at that. But... Gets chased down, supposedly, by uh, people who want to, quote-unquote, citizens arrest him, which you mm-hmm. technically can't do if you didn't even see what might have occurred right. that and that just went the most sideways way it possibly could go. I don't know if I want to automatically assume that they intended on, on that happening, but at the same time, if you're bringing yeah all the weapons with you. yeah it's it's just doesn't look good for you in the situation. but of course, that's not the first of these kind of incidents that we've seen, right. They tend to happen on a regular basis. And there's always, even with the the Audrey Assad thing, there's always been this this level of of I guess doubt that that a lot of people put in the conversation mm-hmm. and i think a lot of that is politically motivated because they don't want a, a situation to be used to advance either side's political agenda and so both sides fight over wit uh over yeah who gets to yeah presented right <laughs> and of course that does nothing but continue to divide things right um but then the George Floyd situation happened, which again, I think is unique in the fact that the only people that I've heard arguing against George Floyd are people very, very far, far to the right, mm-hmm. like to the, the conspiratorial, crazy right yeah. side. And everybody else is like, so you know, the, the argument can be made if this was a racist thing or if it was a police brutality thing Mm -hmm. and even then if it's more police brutality is that because of institutionalized racism or is it just because this guy was a jerk or is it because bad police training there's a whole lot of different variables that it could be but none of that withstanding what happened here was absolutely wrong right and that is the basis the baseline that Mm -hmm. we can start at here um but of course, as, as uh, the protests have gone on, we've also seen the, uh, the riots that have come out of that as well. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that they're even typically the same people right. uh, carrying out both of these. I think that the vast majority of the actual protests have been very peaceful. I've mm-hmm. seen quite a few right. that have been uh, like explicitly peaceful. Uh, like going out of their way to be peaceful. I've seen a lot of peaceful protesters actually apprehending people who are trying to right. start things right. and actually taking them over to police officers. Right. Which uh, you know that's encouraging, um, but but <clears throat> it has also got us back into this back and forth politically. Where right. With painting them in the same brush. Right. Uh, and that's happening on both sides, in my opinion, from what I can see. In the the right side, what I see happening is painting them in, a, in the, the same brush to discredit the protests right. in general. Right. The left I see painting it with a broad brush to try and almost limit the reaction to the riots. Mm-hmm as to hopefully not help people dismiss the protests right, right. so almost to diminish the bad stuff that's happening right. you know what I mean right And so neither one of those is a good strategy
3: correct. <laughs> correct.
0: but what it comes down to what we want to talk about here today at least to start with is our response as Christians. Um, and the main reason that we wanted to invite you on Rafer was because you have actually been very vocal, Uh, both online, but also just within the community Mm -hmm. about the situation at hand, how we should be uh, reacting to it as believers, but just as human Mm -hmm. beings as well. And you've been talking to a lot of people one-on-one, face-to-face in our community about this. So I really wanted to just, first of all, just get your initial take on everything, (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) wherever you want to start.
3: I will start first. I'll just go through the timeline of events. Um, and so first, Ahmad Arbery. I'm sorry. What uh, did I have?
1: Audrey Assad.
3: Who was that? I don't know. Um,
1: it's somebody out there, but we...
3: Did I have it wrong? I'm yeah. so sorry. No worries.
0: That's no why we worries. have for here. Dang it. Now I sound off. That's uh... Cool who that is. I have that name from something. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I have a legitimate reason why I uh-huh. did that. <laughs> it's not a racist thing, I promise. <laughs> I am running a radio station. I am actively, we've been, the reason why we were off last week is because I was refreshing the radio, the the audio tracks that we have because when they switched over our system, we had... Uh, they messed up our categories, essentially, when they switched over the system, and I'm not able to go in there and fix them. So I just essentially deleted everything and re-uploaded everything. Audrey Assad is a uh, Christian artist that we have, and I had been bouncing back and forth while writing these and fixing this stuff, and I was in God. the A's. That's where it happened. I apologize.
1: <laughs> All of our listeners have just had a first-hand glance at a lesson learned by Matt. Oh,
3: gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay Matt it's all good it's all right
3: it's all good yeah no
0: yeah absolutely
3: it's go all ahead good. Rafer it's all good I
1: love
0: love um, sounding like an idiot <laughs> on my own show
3: no you're good <clears throat> um so with Ahmad Arbery that whole situation was weird in that nothing happened for two months um And even as details begin to come out, um, for most people, and I get it, most people want to stand on the side of, let me just see what is happening before I make any, you know, snap judgments or anything like that. Um, But overall, it was, that was just a bad move in general that you, they didn't do anything for two months and then uproar starts. And so now we need to do something. Um,
0: now I think it, it's uh, it was because the video hadn't come out, right? Right, it's like that. That's what happened right. after two months. That mm-hmm. video came out, right? But yeah, you. But because it was like the the police officers, right, didn't do anything because like, the guy wasn't. He was like a retired police officer, wasn't? he yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. The, the guy, guy leading that pack, yeah. um, and so that was just interesting altogether. Um, and then a lot of people are not talking about it, but a girl named Brianna Taylor um she was in her home sleeping um cops had come in street clothes um no notice warrant um looking for someone who they already had in custody and her boyfriend hears them in the house grabs his legal firearm and goes to see what's going on um and then a firefight ensues Breonna Taylor is hit eight times and loses her life. Um, and then it later comes out that this guy, her boyfriend, is then charged with essentially retaliating to the cops showing up with this no-notice warrant. Um,
0: and they were in plain clothes? Yeah,
3: plain clothes, the whole night, middle of the night. Um, and so a lot of people aren't talking about that. I, I honestly hadn't even um, heard that one yet. And then you have George Floyd all within, you know three, four or five weeks. Um, and so all of it has just been crazy. It's just been crazy. It's just been so crazy. Um, and so with George Floyd specifically, um, I go as a black guy, that's probably been all of these back to back to back. It was just tiring. Mm mm-hmm. And the first thing I said, and normally I don't speak up too often. Um, and I will go into all that later, but I did. And that was the first video I made. I said, I'm just tired. You know, it's just tiring to see whether, I don't care where you stand. You think people are just tired of hearing and seeing the same story over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so then we, yeah, moved into the protest. Those things all started. And, um, again, everybody was kind of okay. Um I'd like to sneak in the Joe Biden comment <laughs> that happened a day, two days before George Floyd. Is that the, um, If, you, if don't, you don't vote don't for me, vote you, for ain't me. you ain't black. Um, <laughs> and so where a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, look at what Joe Biden said. And then two days later, George Floyd happens in silence, you know, yeah. um, and we can, we'll get into that later. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so yeah, protest starts and then riots begin. Um, and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about, you know, the rioting and not necessarily condoning, but um, looking to understand why
2: yeah.
3: it was happening for those who legitimately had gone from protesters to rioters. And then, like you said, a lot of these riots were just a lot of people who were just coming in to antagonize the situation and just, you know, I've seen too many videos of people stopping people, like you said. Um guys who are just walking up and just smashing windows and then leaving, um, to discredit the cause of the peaceful protest, um, and then more for me, the Christian community has beat me up. Um, even up until last night, having conversations with people and just trying to discuss and have conversation, um, Christians have been the ones that, the at the most, um, for me at least, it's been hard to just have conversation. Um, and it's been really interesting. It's been very interesting in um, just this timeline. And this has all been in the last, you know, two weeks. And I have in-laws at home, so <laughs> let's just put the cherry on top, you know? <laughs> and I love my in-laws, you know what I'm saying? But it's just been so crazy it's just been it's been chaos Um, so yeah
1: i think for the christian community it's we've all spent so much of our our christian walk our christian life separating things into black and white Mm -hmm. just making it easy right you know this is sin and the only way out of sin is through jesus and that's it period dot end of discussion and so that's where so many people want to lean, right. is very black and white and right. not racial, just this is right, this is wrong, end of discussion. Right.
5: Right. No one
1: wants to come to that middle ground, come to that understanding, and just have conversation. That's one of the things that Rafer has said over the last couple weeks that's really just stuck out to me. Just just have a conversation. Just sit down yeah. and come to a place And the second that you want to act out of nature, the second that you want to just jump to a conclusion, stop, take a step back, rethink that whole process, and then really begin to understand where that other person is coming from. That's a habit that so many of us are... Uh, we listen to think of the next thing to say, right? We don't listen to listen. Right. We don't listen to hear and right now That's what we need to do more than ever. We just need to sit down and listen and just be open-minded
2: mm-hmm. Just take
1: someone else's Opinion their experience their life and just take it for what it is and hear it because it's gonna be different yeah. regardless I could have grown up in the same community as someone, and we still had very different experiences. Right. And I just, I have to be at a place where I'm willing to listen and accept that difference in order for change to happen and change to occur. And I think right now we all agree change needs to happen. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, thinking from an a empathetical standpoint of what we're, what we're looking at right now in our nation as a whole, not just with this, but with the COVID-19 thing. I know that there are quite a few in the church who are already up in arms about like wearing masks to church right. and right. and having to follow guidelines and things like that. We have a few in our in our church who you know, we, we had posted a video before our first Sunday back about all right, these are this is what you can expect. Right. You're gonna have to have some certain rules and guidelines, you can only sit certain places. Right. All this we had uh, one of our longtime members post a big diatribe about right. can't even do, you know, just a big thing. And so already we have a, a nation that's completely on edge and just tired of right. all the garbage we've been going through with that. And then to pile this on, I, I almost want to give some of our folks the benefit of the doubt of they're so exhausted uh, and angry already mm-hmm. that they fell into this without thinking that maybe they wouldn't have done that
2: mm-hmm.
0: not, n- this not being the case but I will say that I'm really finding it difficult with hearing so many people trying to go out of their way to discredit George Floyd as a person Right. right. So that this is okay,
2: right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's what yeah, hurt I mean, my like, heart the most. in yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all I mean, of this.
0: Yeah, he had he messed up sometimes in the past. He spent a little bit of time in jail. Right. A lot of people have, right. including myself. Right, I wouldn't want to just say that we throw away that <laughs> entire life. Right, we throw away that everything that that man did. All the people that have said that. Uh, he's touched their lives in positive Mm -hmm. ways because he has a criminal record. Right. I mean, that is one of the most unfair things. But then to try and justify that as, so it's okay that the guy
4: kneeled on his neck for
0: eight minutes and 46 seconds and then he eventually died because of that. I mean... If that is where your heart is, and again, this is mostly coming from people who proclaim to be Christians. Mm -hmm. Right. If this Mm -hmm. is where your heart is, how are you living your life? Right. (laughs) How are you living your faith out in your life? Um,
1: Chris and I had this conversation last night, riding home, just he and I, um, and I told him it's so easy, it's, so, it's human nature for us to just make a snap judgment and to right. say, I've been presented with this amount of information and I'm going to base my opinion and my belief and my stance mm-hmm. on this amount of information and that's, that's what I'm standing on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but we have to remember that God sees things and this is what brings me comfort because I, if something were to happen to me today malicious in nature that led to my death there is so much over my 35 years that people could have against me that people could mm-hmm. say you didn't know the real Megan you didn't know how she really was you didn't know her from her high school days or her childhood or this or that there's so much that Jesus has delivered me from right that grace has covered right I could be painted to be this awful person i can't
0: tell you the amount of people that came to me (laughs) don't don't get involved
1: (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um and true even even from salvation even from you know growing as a christian in this very church that Eight years ago, I've said things and I've done things that I look back on and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe I said that.
5: Oh, yeah, all and my ha-
0: worst mistakes came yeah. after I became a Christian. Oh,
3: 100%. <laughs> 100%.
1: But I think we have to stop just taking that small amount of information that we're given and running with it and yeah. running wild with it and taking a minute and just going, you know what? At the end of the day, it's a human. It's mm-hmm. another life. Right. Um that jesus died for
2: right he
1: died for george floyd just the same way that he died for me and i'm so grateful and thankful that god does not look at george floyd's life through this itty bitty little lens he sees it from beginning to end every decision every heart intent in george life's in george floyd's life he knew god knew every reason that led to a decision that was made and that's something that we tend to forget. Decisions that we make in our own life come from our heart, come from something within our life that right. happened. And so when we can take a step back and look at our own lives and look at how grace has changed it and how things have happened and decisions that we've made have, have been led by emotion or by um, action on, on another person, when we can take a step back and go, you know what, I'm a screw-up too, then we can love others better right yeah
3: right
0: yeah that's that's i mean yeah that's the whole empathy mindset that you got to get to um we are needing to take a break so uh coming up next where do we go from here
1: we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the morning side hug right here on Backrow radio
0: Listening to the morning side hug here on Backrow Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie.
1: At the top of the hour, we're asking the question, Where do we go from here? with our guest, Pastor Rafer Owens. But first, here's not another Bible study with Kyle and Matt.
5: Hey, Matt, earlier today I was reading in Jonah chapter 3 when Jonah finally goes and proclaims God's message to Nineveh. And it reminded me of a certain song recorded by, maybe, maybe we could say by Jonah Cash, and that is, Mayor. one of these days, God will cut you down.
4: Yeah. You know, for the greatest revival in history, he sure had a very interesting way of calling them to repentance. Basically, hey, 40 days, you're gone. But then they responded, and we see the response of the Ninevites, which is Nothing but prayer and fasting and repentance and in all of this, it says from the greatest of them to the least of them. It went from the common folk all the way up to the palace with the king.
5: All are responding in a spectacular display of repentance. Yes, and what we see here is the importance of responding to the the word that is preached and responding in repentance, just like the king led the people of Nineveh to repent. Where we see him taking off his uh getting off of his throne putting on sackcloth and sitting in ashes and issuing a decree that everyone uh, should not eat or drink water and people and animals should be covered with sackcloth he the king led this revival led this act of repentance for the entire kingdom yeah
4: and for sure and both of us are are pastors and uh, we might like to think we're great preachers and and i don't know what jonah was was thinking Uh, But I think there's another reminder there in verse 5 that Nineveh believed not just Jonah. It wasn't this great sermon by, by Jonah. It was that Nineveh believed God. Their faith wasn't in Jonah. Their faith wasn't in his message. Their faith was in God. And they responded in spectacular fashion. And speaking of responding, we have a call as Christians to share the good news. And I believe that the gospel that we share can go a long way in helping people grow in a life of discipleship. And so I put together a very simple strategy for sharing your faith built on a robust understanding of the gospel and encourage you to check it out at path to peace on amazon.com. Thanks for listening in.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Mo. And joining us today is our friend and pastor, Rafer Owens.
3: Not our pastor. He's a pastor. <laughs> Either way, it works.
0: <laughs> Your inflection matters, Mo.
3: I like to see myself you as You called a him lot.
0: our guest pastor <laughs> in the last segment when you meant to say our guest, Pastor Rafer
1: I am reading the script that you wrote.
0: Read it like I thought it when I wrote it.
1: Listen, it's enough that I can look at an anonymous post written by someone who wishes to remain anonymous and immediately know, you wrote that, didn't you? That's enough.
0: That's true. She did call me out on that immediately. (laughs) I had a whole thing on somebody's post about... uh, well, about this whole situation. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was focusing on.
1: I don't remember at this moment. Um,
0: but one of these aspects that we've been talking about. And uh, I had written it all out, but I've had it in my head of, for the last several years, just don't get into Facebook arguments. Right, right. So I just sent it to my friend saying, look, I was going to write all this. I just want you to see where I stand, just so I didn't spend half an hour writing this for no reason. Yeah. They're like, can I post that? Like anonymously, and so I said, "Okay, sure." And so she said, "A friend wrote this," uh, and within five minutes, I was like, "Did you write that thing?" <laughs> oh, that anonymous comment. I'm like, what anonymous? Comment? <laughs> She's all. She sent me the link. I'm like, "Oh, I don't know who wrote this, but whoever it is sounds smart and <laughs> handsome." <laughs> So I can see why you thought it was me. <laughs>
2: That's funny.
1: Immediately, I'm reading it and I'm like, "This is so good! Why does this person want to remain in... Not- There's so many. Go- this was Matt. This was Matt. <laughs> uh,
0: so we've been talking about the. Uh, I don't want to call it the George Floyd situation, the but world. I mean, it's, it's what it what has sparked the, yeah. the latest uh, influx of. Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and and the protest around it, and I, I believe it's also really, st- this, I'm seeing this situation start to change several people's minds. I mean, yes. in the last hour, we focused a lot on the the Christians in our community who mm-hmm. are, are still staunchly against, yeah. you know, this kind of change, and, you know, refusing to accept that there is racism at all right. anymore in America, right. Like, we're we in slavery, and yeah. we, we have civil rights, and it's gone now. <laughs> we elected Obama. There's no racism anymore.
3: You would be surprised the conversations <laughs> I've been having.
0: But, uh, <laughs> at the, but at the same time, on the flip side of that, I have been seeing a lot more people um, open up. And this right. even includes myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I found out that, you know, in really reflecting on this, that I had... You know, a few preconceived things mm-hmm. that I jumped to automatically just because right. of things that have happened in the past. Right. That, you know, I, again, I found myself coming to that uh, initial reaction when I heard the story. Did he do something to mm-hmm. deserve it? Right. Which scared the junk out of me. Yeah. That, that was my first thought. Yeah. And I think that we're seeing a lot more, um, I don't want to just come out and say white people, but we're seeing a lot more people yeah. coming to that um that realization that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so quick mm-hmm. to just dismiss these things that right. they come up. right? And part of that might be because of the loud outcry that's right. happening right now every day, mm-hmm. uh, starting with protests and even ending with riots, and even though nobody's really making the case for the rioting and right. the looting right. and the terrible right. things. I mean, there's even people getting killed for stupid reasons Mm -hmm. in those things nobody's making the case for that but it is a kind of reflection on the desperate nature
2: right of
0: how a lot of people are reacting to the situation Mm -hmm. of hear what we're saying right where do we go from here and i know that's a big question
3: it is a very 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 (laughs) big question um And I, in the shortest, um, I think to go forward, we have to understand where everything has come from um, and understanding all the nuances of legitimately race relations in America. Like, you just have to do that. And so for myself growing up, yes, I graduated from Compton High, But I go, I was in a two-parent home. Um, My mom was a stay-at-home mom, my dad, pastor, and cop. Um, So I go, already, my view of cops is already way different from so many other kids that I Mm. went to church with. And, like, just that within Mm -hmm. itself. Um, I go from 6th grade to 10th grade. I went to rich white schools. Like, that's where you know, life changed for me. Like, oh, there are white girls. I love this. I'm gonna (laughs) marry one. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) at 12. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you for me, I even had to have have my own journey of looking back to how we got here as a society, how we got here as black people, how I got here myself. Um, And so when you do, when you look back, you begin to just get understanding of just generational trauma for black people in the hood we'll call it like that's just what it is and so I spoke at the freshman campus um a month ago or so two months ago whenever school was back in I don't know when that was um
1: it feels I like forever know. ago you know, <laughs>
3: you know <laughs> March you know who knows it was March But I did, I asked them, I said, how old are your grandparents? And all of them are 66, 62, 70, somewhere in that realm. And I said, the first black lady to integrate schools in America is 66 years old today. And all of them were like, what? Oh my gosh, that's my grandmother's age. I said, yeah, so you have grandparents in here who did not go to school with people of color. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I go, so we aren't so we aren't as far removed from it as we think we are. And so I go, if your grandmother went through that and saw that, and you're right here today, imagine what my grandmother went through and what my parents saw, so on and so forth. And so you do you have to go back, and you go generationally just If you go back, yeah, going back to the 60s, Martin Luther King, and then 70s, 80s, we're not as far removed as we think. And so, generationally, there are very few black families that have taken the turn for the better and broken the cycle. Um, And we can get into, you know, the systemic racism and neighborhoods and all those things, and we don't have time for. But going back and looking at all of those things um, is huge... To just gain understanding. You have to gain understanding. So when you get that understanding, now I know where I can approach and how I can approach. Um, And so then there are. There are documentaries out there. There are books to read. There are podcasts to listen to. But I go, just have conversations with the people around you. Yeah. And if you are, you know, one of those who's like, I don't have that many black friends around me. Like, or any black friends, whatever it may be, watch a documentary and bring the conversation up with the people that are in your circle. And go from there. And be introspective. You have to. Because even for myself, I've had to look out at my friends. I've had to look at my wife, who is white, and her family, who's been here this entire week and a half, where I've gone through the gamut of emotions and... Mad, sad, angry, tired, and they're here in all of the conversations that Jenny and I are having. Because we're a married couple and we got to navigate this together, you know. Um, But it does. It comes back to understanding because understanding will always drive empathy. And empathy will always drive action every single time. There's a reason that all of us don't look the homeless guy begging for money in the eye because I know for a fact I'm going to have empathy and it's going to drive me to do something <laughs> and whether I don't have the time you know I don't have the time to do it or whatever the case may be I don't look unfortunately because I know my empathy is going to drive me to be like Jesus <laughs> and that's the truth of the matter yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> is going to drive me to be like Jesus and so that
0: pesky holy Spirit you know what I'm
3: saying <laughs> but it is it comes down to understanding I was talking to my brother this morning and he um just to get the picture he's in New York on Broadway and so he has um
1: hold on just wait a minute whoa I know it's Sorry. so cool <laughs> it's, it's like the coolest thing oh, ever. Can't.
0: You can't just throw that out there and try and move on from <laughs> it. But he
1: does, so willy-nilly. He's in New York on Broadway. No big deal. He was in Beetlejuice. No big deal.
2: Because <laughs> it's he not. Was,
1: he was in the Macy's Day Parade. Like We watched it, and I'm like, I know his brother
3: right yeah. there. This is true. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, this sorry. This is true. Sorry headphones. to everyone who was listening with headphones, and I was screaming, my bad, but it was a bit of a fangirl moment. go ahead Um,
3: but even he said today he said the he's he's like i have so many friends who are almost overcompensating to make sure i'm okay Mm. when you he's like i've been like i've just been living this life you don't have to overcompensate let's just have a normal conversation and so for him where he is in a community where Everything is a little more uh, flamboyant and over the top, and oh my gosh, oh, oh no, no. You know, he's like, <laughs> it's tiring. <laughs> but he's like, now I don't have, I have to now deal with everything going on because New York is still shut down. But he's like, going back, I'm going to have to have these conversations. And he goes, honestly, I'm excited to have these conversations because I want to tell people you don't have to overcompensate. Just understand. Just look and ask, and go. Are you okay? Like, what do you feel about this? You know, and just let's go from be, let's there. let just be
0: humans to each exactly. other. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a difficult thing to do for a lot of us for some reason. And
3: I have, <sighs> had, I have, I've had a lot of fruitful conversations with my friends, and um, surprising questions from people who I've known for years, and are like, we're linked, you know. And we're not getting rid of each other. But I've had people call and say, hey, how come it's not okay to say all lives matter? And I'm like, well, it is okay, just not as a response to Black Lives Matter. Like, (laughs) duh, we all agree, you know. Um, But I go, I appreciate that my friends are asking questions. I appreciate that my friends are um, wanting to learn and wanting to do um, and not necessarily, let's go protest or whatever, but they just want to have conversation and they want to understand. And I go, if you just take a little time just to hear somebody out. And I go, and that's any situation. That's with your spouse. That's with your kids. That's with, you know, the lady who's gone off in Walmart for whatever reason, you know. If you just take some time to understand, you then have empathy and Everything changes from there. Um, unfortunately, a lot of Christians think that if I take the time to understand and show empathy, that I am condoning that action. Right. And I will say I had a guy who told me, he was like, well, you know what? I just can't get there right now. So I'm just going to have to ask Jesus for forgiveness later. And I was like, that's a very strong stance to take bigger than us having a conversation. But yesterday he was like, well, I want to apologize because I made this statement and now between researching and talking, yada, 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 I have now come around to what I should have been saying from the beginning. And so I apologize. Like, And I was like, that's awesome. That's huge. You have to have those conversations. He hasn't talked to me but I go, he talked to somebody and, or read something or whatever the case may be, and his heart changed. Um, and so it's a very, it's very simple, but it will always be hard. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
3: It will always be hard. Nobody wants to sit there and, you know, hear that they're a bad, and not necessarily a bad person, but that they messed up or that they've made a mistake. Nobody wants to do that. And I go, I'm not going to push people away because they want to understand. I'm not going to do that. I always just want understanding. Because with understanding so much more good comes with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean it, it, it's hard to add what you said um, because you, you did cover the, the essential thing that I think needs to be said which is Try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because we, I, and I think a lot of this might be politically motivated, at least within the, the Christian circle. Is that I think that a lot of, of us who have leaned so heavily on the conservative
2: mm-hmm.
0: talk shows, conservative talking points for so long, we have seen the Black Lives Matter movement and right. other things get politicized right, on the opposite end. Right. And I think that that has allowed a lot of us to just file that entire movement right in the that's against what we're doing right and shut off any idea right. of even entertaining that motion mm-hmm. and um, I think I think that that uh, you know personally would be the reason that I've always been hesitant to ever use like that hashtag mm-hmm. online. Cause I don't want to be seen as placating like liberal agendas or right. anything of right. that nature. Right. But it was this situation, this specific situation where everyone was in agreement about what happened with George Floyd. And right. yet we were still fighting right, whether or not we're going to say this. Right. If we're going to say Black Lives Matter out loud, that made me realize, okay, we can't just file that away into one box and say, we can't touch that box because then we'll be giving away something of our conservative nature or our Christian faith.
3: Here's something crazy. I have never said it as a black man because of... Where we live And the friends that I have around me And the people and the reach And I am a black pastor One of the few in Clovis Like I have for so long stood on the side Of I don't want to ruffle Any feathers Yeah, I don't want to be put in that Box of it is This liberal Leftist like I don't want To be put there But I was like I'm tired. (laughs) I'm just tired of not, you know, I guess feeling heard or speaking up or just trying to stay numb to all of it. I was just tired. And so I go in speaking up and just saying that. It was amazing to see the response that I got from my friends. The good quality, oh, I did not realize you felt that way. Like, I don't look at you and, you know, think X, Y, and Z and, you know, all those things. And so um, it's been a learning curve for myself this last week in just speaking up and being honest. Um, Yeah, my own personal journey has been (laughs) I don't want to be put in this box, but I know I don't fit on the far right either. Like, there are things to all of this. And I go, but what I've always come back to is... Jesus is it for me. My sermon last week was the kingdom operates on righteousness. And if I am not seeking righteousness and trying to just have the righteousness of God placed on me in every single moment, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to say as a Christian, yes, I love Jesus. And I always say this. You chose to be a Christian. You didn't like nobody forced you to do this. You made that decision. And so because you made that decision, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's righteousness or bust. And so for, like I said, the lady who said, sorry, I can't, you know, I can't, can't resist. resist to post this, yeah. I'm like, so you literally just said, sorry, Jesus, I got bigger fish to fry without you. Mm-hmm. And I go, for Christians, that's not okay. Yeah. On the flip side, though, my dad's a pastor in Compton and... His words verbatim, preach the word, give the scripture, and go off on them. (laughs) He said, they hate when I tell them to pray for Trump. He said, they hate it. And I say, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, pray for your leaders. He don't say, argue. They don't say, go off on Facebook. No, it said, pray for your leaders. And I tell them every week, pray for Trump. Because that's what the Bible says. And he said, They hate it. (laughs) And I was like, but that's what the truth of the matter is. Mm-hmm. You know, I go on the flip side, we've had so many people mad at our governor, yeah. but I go, it's the same thing. Pray we talked about this on the show. For yes, her. Really. Like, that's what the Bible says. It does not say have an opinion, it does not say call her Wuhan, Luhan. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> that is not okay. It, we yeah. have a higher calling and a higher standard. And if we're not going to chase righteousness because i just think you don't deserve god's righteousness that he gave me that i didn't deserve to them now be given to you what are we doing yeah what are we doing absolutely
1: so having those hard discussions and and i so much in my own personal heart and my own personal life has changed and i've got to tell you I didn't think that there was a whole lot of area for me to change because you right. know.
0: Perfect, one hundred percent perfect. There. Right there, cradle to grave. You know? That's mo. <laughs>
1: um, the community that I grew up in—I grew up in eastern North Carolina in a little teeny tiny town called Aiden, and our community was very white; was the minority.
2: Mhm. Yeah.
1: I grew up. Jenny posted, "Don't let my husband be your token black friend," yeah. and that to me convicted me to a point that I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I get it." Because for so many years I've said, "I grew up with black people. Right. I went to ch- I went to what is considered a black yeah. church. Yeah. You know, I went to a a black church. I went to a black high school. I my life was so integrated right. with the black community. I felt like, yeah." I mean, yeah. my skin might be white, you but listen yeah, to hey, yeah. You yeah. Stop
2: growing
1: up. There's so much of my life right. that is um, mirrored in like yeah. my black friends that I yeah. grew up with. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so different. Right, it's so incredibly different simply because I am a white girl, mm-hmm. and that's all that it boils down yeah. to. And I've had to for so many years. I think that white people have been scared to say black lives matter Right. or to say, I see your color mm-hmm. because it's then a matter of, well, if you see color, then you must be racist. Right. And I've had to take a step back and realize that's the very opposite. Correct. I want to be able to look at, you know, when I watched the video of George Floyd, I've watched it at least a dozen times at this point.
3: God bless your heart.
1: And- I am just the type of person that's an over-analyst. I watch things, I hear things, I listen to them, and then I process them on so many different levels for such a long period of time. And so I watched it, and initially my first thought was, this is not okay. This is this is a human life. And then my second thought immediately went to you, mm-hmm. to Rafer, to Trey, Rafer's son, to my nephew, who's mm-hmm. biracial, It to bonnie to my best friend's daughter who's biracial and being you know she was adopted raised by a white family i don't there
2: have a
1: are do- so oh <laughs> <That hurts>. uh, <laughs> there are so many black community members in my life that immediately my heart just sank because it could be you
2: right it could be right. trey yeah
1: and I kind of thought, this is not okay. Yeah. This is not yeah. okay. George Floyd was somebody's rafer.
3: Mm-hmm. He was. That's crazy to think.
1: And that it's... The way that my heart would absolutely break and tear into is the way that someone someone's right. heart is breaking right now. Yeah. And I have to put myself in those shoes. Right. And instead of being afraid to be considered a racist because I'm saying black lives matter, mm-hmm. I need to be bold enough to stand up and say, no, I see you. Yeah. I see your color. Yeah. I don't understand everything mm-hmm. that you've gone through. I don't understand the life that you've lived because I didn't walk in it. But I'm going to stand beside you and I'm going to fight yeah. this fight with you because you're my brother and I love yeah. you. End of discussion.
0: And in very basic, easy to understand terms, Jesus laid out for us how we're supposed to be living our lives, interacting, right. and doing every single thing, right. following two rules. Love God and love others. That's my tomorrow. Right. And if we're not... <laughs> If anything that we're doing breaks either of those rules, we're doing it incorrectly.
2: Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom.
0: <laughs> and gosh. Yeah. yeah. Empathy. It's gotta come down to that. Yeah. Um and I know it's that's it's it's a skill. It is. Absolutely. Right. Empathy is a skill right. and it's something you have to practice. It mm-hmm. goes against that learn. human nature. Yeah. Right. But that right. human we, we nature very, is
1: sinful. We need to remember yeah. that. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> All right, well. Hey, okay, well, hold on. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah.
1: sorry. I've been waiting. Okay, but it's about we to be Just sto- talk for two minutes. I know. Minutes, shut bro. up,
0: man. I'm oh, excited. Shut up. I'm excited. <laughs>
1: listen, it's story time with Mo. Okay? I'm excited. No,
0: I don't have that jingle ready
1: yet. Uh, Listen, we very lightly touched on protests and riots. Very lightly. Mm-hmm. And as we touched on it, you know, I had a bit of a re- a revelation. God just showed me, whoa, you're not that far removed, Megan. And I just want to, talking about empathy, talking about seeing things from other sides, it's difficult. It's difficult to look at people who are rioting, because Mm -hmm. protesting and rioting are two very different things.
2: Yeah, right. It's
1: difficult to look at people who are rioting and see it from a compassionate side. But I just, story time with Mo. Last summer, my sister was in town. She was visiting. My sister is 16, and so she's more like a child of mine than a little sister, Um, And I had been asking and asking and asking my boys to clean up. Over and over and over. You know, like moms do. Just pick up your stuff, guys. Just pick up your stuff. We had a a a tin can of popcorn. You know, like you get at Christmas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. I do know exactly what you're talking about.
1: So we had a tin can of that popcorn. And Cannon had been the one eating from it. And I had asked him at least a dozen times, Cannon, please put it away. Just put it up where it belongs. And I walked out, and I saw that tin can sitting in the middle of the living room, and I was done. I was done fighting this fight. I was done asking him to pick up that stupid tin can of popcorn. Mm-hmm. So I called my son out of, the, out of his room. Cannon, get out here. Now. He walks out from around the hallway. I'm standing in the kitchen. And I pick up that tin can of popcorn and I said, have I asked you to pick this up? And he said, well, yeah, but but I don't care. And I picked up that tin can over my head and I chucked it across my house. The lid comes off, popcorn goes flying out of the tin can. It hits the wall right in front of him. Not my best motherhood moment by any means. But, so
0: we're not going to put away the tin can? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're doing?
2: <laughs> but
1: in that moment, I was so tired. I was so exhausted of mm-hmm. having the same stupid fight over and over. Just pick up your tin can of popcorn yeah. for Pete's sake. And he wouldn't do it. Nothing that I said or did got mm-hmm. through to him. He did not understand until it took me throwing that stupid can of popcorn across yeah. the house and him being like, oh crap, She's she means serious. business.
2: Yeah.
1: So for just a second, take a step back and realize where these people are. Right,
0: so imagine that. But with killing people.
1: Generations of
3: Generations
1: of injustice.
2: Yeah. Martin Generations
1: of wrongdoing. Generations of just not doing what you're supposed to do for Pete's sake. Yeah. Just pick it up.
0: And see what you said about uh, how it hasn't been that far removed right. from that time. Right. I remember when that first hit me when I was a kid that Martin Luther King would still be alive.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Now, right now,
0: that that blew my mind about yes. how close that was. Yes. And I mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely right to say that. This is still Mm -hmm. very much rippling from that time. Right. And we absolutely should be more willing Mm -hmm. to stop, listen, and understand. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. Absolutely, even with the more violent of protests. Right. Like, again, not condoning any of the... Correct. correct. Absolutely. The absolute (laughs) nonsense of... uh,
1: was also not condoning my absolute nonsense as a mother. <laughs> However
0: did you make him clean it up, is that what you said?
1: Absolutely yeah, I made him clean yeah, it up yeah. because yeah. it wouldn't have happened had right. it not been for him. Right. Had he cleaned up his mess from the get-go, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But seriously, that's what it takes. It mm-hmm. takes you coming to a point where you can say, you know what, I haven't gone through this, but I've gone through something that I can mirror. I can right. I can yeah. look right. at it yeah. and say, okay, right. I've felt this way. This is probably how you're feeling, right. and then come to a place of understanding. Yeah, that's all that it takes.
0: That's it. Yeah. heavy show, guys. Good. Uh, but good, good, good. Uh, good, good discussion show. for sure. Good show. Uh, let's. Uh, we have one little more segment at the end, so let's take a break. Coming up next, we're gonna share something that we love.
1: We'll be back in just a few with more of the morning side hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, we're going to let our guest, Rafer Owens, show something that... Show. Share, Share something that he loves. Share. I can't even read my own scripts today.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> something that I love. Um, my daughter will be five months old on Tuesday. Wow. And I love being wrapped around her finger. I did not realize that she would know so early on that she had me wrapped around her finger. And I love that more than I love being wrapped around her finger. She knows that she cannot say any English. She can look at me and I will come to her rescue to get her out of that swing to hold her while I eat. I never held my son while I ate dinner. But I will hold Brooklyn and do anything else that I have to do in the world because I love my daughter.
1: Not that you love Trey any less.
3: No, but he's a grown man at two and a half, so <laughs> she's a delicate what is, flower. What does he need me for? He's a grown man, so I, I've taught him all I can teach him. I mean, so he's going have... to the toilet now, so he's good. He can get a job. <laughs> he can get a job right now
1: we had Rafer and Jenny over for dinner one night shortly this wasn't we,
3: supposed to be story time I know, at
1: shut, up. <laughs> shut, up. shut up shortly before Jenny went into labor with Brooklyn and by went into labor anyway forget it um, <laughs> no, she, anyway um, about
0: to be a story time within a story time and you can see always, how this can go on for another 10 minutes shut
1: up let me finish <laughs> And one of the things that Chris told Rafer was, "It's totally different with a girl.
2: It's yeah, totally
1: different with a it girl." Is. And we've been trying to tell Matt this for years. Just, just have a daughter, and I'm he's nervous. like, "No, I'm
3: nervous about No, that
1: I, I, no, I'm good with my boys. <clears throat> I don't
3: know. You'll love it so much.
1: It's nervous. totally different."
3: <sighs> and then,
1: like, it's the daughter that's frankly, the mom I don't always... get a
3: say in it. So, I mean, um, that's fair.
1: actually, <laughs> um, anyway. It's the daughter that the mom always prays for. She always wants this best friend, this little girl who she can do everything with. And then the girl comes out immediately, and dad is all she sees. Man, that's it.
3: It's great. <laughs> it's great. I just know. I that love it.
0: When, when we were when we were pregnant when when we were pregnant with Johnny, quote unquote, um, and we thought we thought it was going to be a girl, and I was excited for a girl. I thought this would be great when they finally said in the sonogram no that's a boy i felt a wash of relief cuz i didn't realize how actually terrified i was of having oh. a girl and so that idea is still just barely coming back into my brain of okay a girl might be cool but it's terrifying i just but i see- my mind thinks of the future with a girl and that terrifies me
3: see the, i the see the future as it's just she and I You're forever. Right, I she's not going anywhere. <laughs> she's got me and Jesus. What other man does she need? We're, it's done already. And she's
1: got a big brother for the cherry on top. You like, know? That's all.
3: He's going to be working, <laughs> bringing her money. So, like, she's got it made. There is no fear. <laughs> all
0: right, let's close out our show with the Bible verse for the day. No, I'll let you take it. It's on that same piece of paper? No, it's not.
1: Discussed. Oh. <laughs> Psalms 103.6, 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed.
0: <laughs> Rafer had to point out to you on your script that he's reading upside down. Friendship. <laughs> friendship.
1: That's right, friendship. Friendship. <laughs> Learn something.
0: Empathy, we've been talking
1: about it the whole time. <laughs>
0: A huge thank you to Rafer for joining us today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, there is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the Morning Side Hug most of the week and Bubba Anna bring you church nerds every Friday.
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church by going to backrowbaptist.com.
0: If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps and catch up with our new Monday through Wednesday shows.
1: The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for for our Patreon donors as well as other bonus content and incentives. If you listen to Back Row Radio and want to support the work we do, please consider partnering with us by going to backrowradio.com slash partner. Any size donation will get you our private podcast feed.
0: That is it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And Rayford, do you have a quick closing thought?
3: I do. Proverbs 4-7 says, In all thy getting, get understanding. The ESV version says, in all that getting, gain insight. Because again, when I get insight and I get understanding, it will push me to empathy and empathy will push me to action.
1: Mic drop.